What's going on, everybody? This is not a normal football podcast. I'm Russell, and joined with Alex. Today, we're going to be talking about all things football. It's going to be a really great time today. It's our official 10th episode, so that is crazy. That's super exciting for all of us. Um, it's, it's, it hasn't felt like 10 episodes, but I mean, they're just flying right by. It's been so much fun to get to record these every week with my buddy Alex. Um, and today we're going to be talking about our top 15 running backs in the NFL. Um, but before that, I just want to say I hope everybody's uh, staying safe out there. Um, stuff is getting worse in some places, getting better in others. But overall, our, house, our hearts go out there to everybody that's being affected by COVID. And um, how are you doing, Alex? I'm doing all right, man. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better than you. Hope everyone's continuing to stay safe. I'm really excited to break down some running backs here. Yeah, we're doing a little bit different than the last time just because it works out a little bit better. The episode's a little bit shorter with 15 instead of going through all 32. Plus, it's a little yeah. bit harder with running backs to do that. So, absolutely. Um, I'll have you kick it off with number 15. Sweet, sweet. Sounds good. Um, real quick, though, before I hit out, hit my 15, I'm going to go over um, the four, my first four out. Um, sure. these are guys who I think just barely missed the cut. Not going to go into my thoughts for them too much, but we have, uh, the Eagles, uh, now second year running back, Miles Sanders had a really solid season this past year. Um, I think he'll definitely in the con- be in the conversation for top 15 this next coming season. Then you got Leonard Fournette coming into his fourth year as the fourth overall pick for the Jaguars. He put together a pretty decent year this last year, but he just cannot stay healthy. And that's a very important thing when you're a running back. Um, next up, we got Aaron Jones, the Packers running back. Um, he had a really awesome season this last year, but um, he's, it's his third year out of UTEP. He hasn't put together much before this season, but he was uh, the leader, the NFL leader in touchdowns for running backs this year, so that's really awesome. But he's just on the outside looking in here for my top 15. And then finally, we got Kenyon Drake, traded midseason and kind of revitalized his short career so far uh, with Kyler Murray down there in Arizona. Um, so those are my first four out, um, but then we'll hop into number 15. I have uh, the Oakland Raiders rookie quarterback, Josh Jacobs, right here at 15. He had a really awesome season, started off super hot, um, and really kept that streak going uh, throughout the entire season. I thought he was the favorite for offensive rookie of the year, but he got injured towards the end, and Kyler Murray was able to sweep it up. But I think if uh, Jacobs would have stayed healthy, he probably would have been top three for all possible rushing and running back categories Uh, he had a great rookie season and i can't wait to see how he builds on that in the coming years what about you alex for number 15 number 15 for me is also josh jacobs so i think yeah pretty much you nailed it on the head he's definitely primed and ready to be moved up in this list um after this season but yeah the injuries just kind of unfortunately stopped him from getting that offensive rookie of the year but also I think for me up on this list just a little bit more and I think a little bit of that plays into what we were doing with quarterbacks and receivers that the younger guys um, are going to be a little bit lower on the list just because right. but it's also a little bit different the running backs because a lot of their best years are in the beginning of their careers but mm-hmm. Everything that I've seen from Josh Jacobs is absolutely ridiculous. The way to 
make the most out of that Khalil Mack pick for the Raiders. Um, they did it with finding Josh Jacobs. I mean, this guy's a beast. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's he's doing a good job replacing uh beast mode there and uh there and now Las Vegas was in Oakland for the year. Um, but it's uh, I love I love seeing what um came from Josh Jacobs, the only first round running back last year. Yeah. Uh, so um he he's definitely lived up to that um draft grade so far. Um, and then uh, coming up here at 14, I got another AFC West running back. Um, this is the guy the Chargers decided to stick with. They had two running backs. One decided to hold out. And then the other ones who I have here, number 14, I have Austin Eckler, um, the undrafted player. He's had four years with the Chargers now, um, and he's really shown some awesome things. Probably one of the best top two receiving back um, in the league for sure. He had almost 1,000 yards through the air and eight touchdowns. Um, he's a really solid player and his stats are just going to inflate with, uh, with Tyrod Taylor and Herbert and picking up those dump offs every other play, I'm sure. So Austin Eckler right there at 14 for me. So far you and I are exactly the same, my dude. Uh, <laughs> solid, I also have solid. Austin Eckler here at number 14 mm-hmm. and pretty much, yeah, for the same exact reasons, he's a legitimate dual threat. I think that, um, in one of our early, earlier pods, we called him uh, McCaffrey light. So yeah, absolutely. He's very similar to Christian McCaffrey, but those listening, don't worry. Christian McCaffrey is much, much higher than this. Oh, oh, he but, has uh, to be. Come on. Come so, on. Um, yeah, I really like Austin Eckler, and I think that having a back like that is going to be tremendous for Justin Herbert, just to have someone to dump it off to. He doesn't have to make the flashiest plays because Austin Eckler is just going to come around there and just be a legitimate weapon. He reminds me a lot of Matt Forte in that regard where Mm -hmm. people may look at his rushing yards but then not realize just how much he does when he's catching the ball. And that's such an underrated quality of a running back. We've seen with Jordan Howard in the past with the Bears where just dropped touchdowns can make or break a team. So I really love Austin Eckler, and I think in the coming years he can definitely move up as well. Yeah, definitely. I've I've just... I've loved everything I've seen from him. A fantasy, an absolute fantasy god for those of you who are into fantasy. Um, so he, he's he's always someone who will go pretty high. And uh, I mean, there's that big that big uh, holdout there with Melvin Gordon. Um, while I, I do have Melvin Gordon a little bit higher than Austin Eckler mm-hmm. on this list, the Chargers clearly went with Austin Eckler. I mean, he was he was the team player. He stuck with him, um, playing on his undrafted deal, and then he got paid and. Um, undrafted to i think he's making around eight million dollars a year now or something like that maybe maybe closer to 10 i think it's Um, yeah yeah so he he got paid um and he he showed out this year he showed that they don't need the one-two punch with gordon and eckler can just be him um so he got paid rightfully so and then um next up on my list um this was a player who was part of the best rushing attack in league history and that is former heisman trophy winner mark ingram um, part of the one of the best backfields um, the NFL has ever seen with uh, Lamar Jackson, Gus Edwards, um, among others. Uh, I got Mark Ingram here at 13. Sure. I've got Mark Ingram and slash J.K. Dobbins a little bit higher. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. A, I'm a big Mark Ingram fan, so that's kind of why some of my bias is having him probably much higher than I have to be. But um, my number 13 is... Maybe a surprise, but it's Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor. Okay, okay. Um, I really like what Marlon Mack did last year. He was maybe the only bright spot 
within that anemic Colts offense behind the brisket. But and then you add Jonathan Taylor into that mix. You've got a legitimate one-two punch here. And Marlon Mack, very similar to Austin Eckler, um, can catch, he can run, he can block. He's a very complete running back. And I think that he's an unsung hero of that Colts team. And I kind of wanted just to bring some light into Marlon Mack. And then yeah. obviously there's no one has to say anything more about Jonathan Taylor. The guy's a freak of nature. He was maybe one of the most fun players that I've seen in college football for a while. And um, behind that Colts offensive line, he's not going to lose much going from Wisconsin to the Colts. So I expect really good things from Jonathan Taylor in this coming season as well. Potentially, maybe even a rookie of the year. Yeah, absolutely. I could I could see that. He's Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he's an absolute home run hitter. Um, uh, he's he's a sprint champion. You know, every every time he gets the ball, it could go to the house. You just don't know. Um, he he's just. He was one of the best college backs I've seen um, while watching college football. Just he did crazy things behind that Wisconsin offensive line, and it's it, it's it, it's very rare that you go from one of the best. You know, Wisconsin puts out some of the best offensive linemen consistently, and it's very rare you go from you know a college offensive line that can push around these smaller defensive linemen all the time to an offensive line that's actually better in the NFL with the Colts. And I think that exactly mm-hmm. happened. And um, that's that's a that's a pretty rare thing to happen. But Jonathan Taylor gets to have that. And um, I agree with you. I could absolutely see an offensive rookie of the year coming his way. Um, No doubt about that. Let's uh, let's hop to number 12 here Uh, for number 12. um, I'm staying on topic of staying out west. But this time it's an NFC West running back. I have Chris Carson, the former seventh round pick for the Seahawks. Um, I really like Chris Chris Carson's game. He's a big power back bruiser um he 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 benefits from pete carroll always wanting to run the freaking football um and they they picked up a first round running back a couple years ago rashad penny but chris carson has outplayed him for that starting spot and um i think he'll continue to do that he's put up really consistent and good numbers these last two years and he's been pretty important to that seahawks offense um that seahawks offense you know so um right there i got chris carson at 12 um, I think he's a very underrated running back in this league, just possibly just because of where he was drafted, you know, being a seventh round guy, it's not going to get much publicity, but overall he's a really good running back. And I think he absolutely should cement himself as a top 15 running back in this league. And I believe he has, and I think that'll just keep on keeping on. Yeah. I thought about putting him in here in mind. He didn't quite make the cut for me personally, yeah. uh-huh. but I was very surprised just to see how many yards he had last year. When I was looking through these stats, I had no idea that Chris Carson was so damn productive. Because when you think of the Seahawks, you just think of this stable of running backs where there's no true starter. But it should very obviously be Chris Carson there that's Mm -hmm. starting. Um, Absolutely agree. 1,230 yards, 7 TDs, 278 carries. He's um, among the top in all of those stats. So uh, I probably should have had him on the list, but... It just was one of those names that I didn't really think of until mm-hmm. um, I had gotten down my list. I'm, I, if I had to redo the list, yeah, I'd probably have him around that thirteen mark. Yeah. Um, hey, and hey, it helps. It helps prove my point. You know, constantly forgotten about. You know. Yeah. Uh, but hey, he's he's a, he's a great guy. You know, everyone everyone's asleep by the time those West Coast games are playing. The the East Coast, they're, they're the ones who vote on awards and stuff. They mm-hmm. don't get to see him play as much. But uh, yeah, Chris Carson. Yeah. Yeah. And my number 12 is 
going to be um, the 49ers backfield. Oh, solid, yeah. Mostert and Coleman. And Coleman was hurt a lot of last year, and which sucks because Coleman is another one of those really crazy dual threat running backs who can do it all. And I loved watching him and Devontae Freeman together when they were down there in Atlanta. They were both super productive. And I think Tevin Coleman was another one of those unsung heroes. He's just, he's really elusive and his hands are just as soft as melted butter, man. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's awesome. I really love watching Tevin Coleman. And oh, then yeah. no one needs to say anything more about Raheem Mostert either. The guy just willed the San Francisco 49ers offense to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I had no idea who he was prior to this season. And hopefully he can capitalize on it. I think he's 27, 28 now. But, um, you know, he's still got some years on him. He's got plenty of miles left to go. He really didn't do anything with the first three, four years of his career. So there's right. still plenty of time for Raheem Mostert just to continue off of his success that he had. And, yeah, if Tevin Coleman can stay healthy and you can do a really solid one-two with these, we've seen what both of these guys can do individually. And now you take the pressure off of both of them. It's a win-win. Mm-hmm. I I totally feel you. I mean, they, they were the obvious, uh, they, they were the engine that, like you said, willed the 49ers um, offense and entire team to the Super Bowl. Um, they, they, they had the home run hitters. They're just really speedy guys along with, they had Matt Breida too. Um, he was also just an absolute speedster. Now he's down in Miami with Jordan Howard, but, um, the, the 49ers rushing attack, just what Kyle Shanahan can do with his schemes and his playbooks. They're, they're really, there's something to behold. He, he has a way with offenses that's pretty, pretty freaking impressive. Um, and I, I'm excited to continue to see that rushing attack evolve because Kyle Shanahan, he's not going to let it stay stagnant for a year. You know, he's, he's going to change it up. He's going to get a different kind of back in there to, to push that thing forward to keep defenses guessing. And I cannot wait until uh, that, that 49ers offense takes the field in 2020. Maybe, you know, we'll see. But um, next year at 11, um, I have somebody who he's – He's had he's had some downtime, and um, I he, he you know two years ago he'd be at the top of this list damn near at least, but um, he's had okay. some downtime. Um, okay. But it's I I don't know if if it's who you might think, Alex, but um, really? I think he I I think there's there's another one. There's there's two there's two running backs too. Well, no, okay, it could be, but um, one of them's off of on. mine. Oh uh, yeah, I it's probably the guy that's off of yours. I think. Um, and that's Le'Veon Bell. Yep. Yeah. Um, I I really believe I'm still kind of banking on what he has done because I think he'll get back to that. Um, not to say that he had a horrible season last year with the Jets. Um, it wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, it's not what the Jets wanted when they signed Le'Veon Bell um, to that contract he got. But I mean, it was still at least I would say average to slightly above average you know not crazy but it it was still solid for for a starting running back and I think one of the main reasons that it wasn't you know all pro caliber like he has been before is his was his level of offensive line and I mean honestly just the offense in general was really stagnant under Adam Gates it was it was horrible terrible Um, yeah Sam Darnold you know, he, he showed that he can do some things well, but, you know, as they said, he was seeing ghosts, and that was because of, <laughs> that, was because of that offensive line that was absolutely terrible. And, um, I mean, Le'Veon Bell, 
I mean, most backs are good with good offensive lines. It's the really amazing backs that are great with bad offensive lines, you know. But Le'Veon Bell, can, he is truly an amazing back. It's just their offensive line was easily top three worst in the league out there with the Cardinals and, you know, maybe maybe the Dolphins. They, they were easily one of the worst offensive units in the league. And um, Le'Veon Bell suffered from that. But I absolutely think with the additions they've made this year, uh, Mekhi Becton, I, I, they got Connor McGovern, I believe, from the uh, from the Broncos. Um, I, uh, Jermaine Effetti, I think he could start uh, Lincoln at guard there. They got one of those Seahawks um, offensive linemen. But I, I think it, he can come back. And um, I still think he has the potential to be an all-pro caliber running back. So um, that's why I have him here at 11. I don't blame you for leaving him off when he wasn't that great last year and he didn't even play 2018. Um, but I have him here at 11 because I I still see potential in him and I, I believe he'll get back to those all-pro levels. Yeah, I think that that's fair. I mean, it's pretty much the same rationale for why I think I had OBJ at like number four or something yeah, like that. Right, right. That he can definitely get back up to that. But looking at the stats, it's pretty sad to see that David Montgomery had a better season than Le'Veon Bell. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. I really wanted to have Le'Veon in here. I had him actually at 13 for a while, mm-hmm. but then I just took him out. I don't know yeah. why, but... I don't blame you. Um, my number 11 here is where I decided to put uh, Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins. Okay, yeah, yeah. So... I really wanted to put him in the top 10, and I had him in my top 10 for a long time. But I think he's definitely getting up there. So maybe this Mm -hmm. is the time when it starts to turn around, unfortunately, for running backs. So, I mean, that being said, he still had over 1,000 yards. He had seven rushing touchdowns, maybe 10. I can't read. Yeah, yeah, he had had 10. 10. Yeah, yeah, he had 10. I mean, the guy was a monster. I had him on almost all my fantasy football teams. So Mm -hmm. I was rolling with Mark (laughs) Ingram for a long time. And I loved Mark Ingram when he was down in New Orleans. I was really hoping that he would stick around there and stay with Alvin Kamara, a guy who's much further up on this list. But, um, yeah, I mean, Mark Ingram is just old school running back. He's a power guy. He's just one of my favorite players to watch and I think him and J.K. Dobbins and Lamar Jackson just it's gross how ridiculously talented this backfield for the Baltimore Ravens is and I really hope that he can continue to keep this up yeah um, I'll I'll talk a little bit about Mark Ingram here because I kind of glossed over him a little bit Um, but I, I absolutely agree with you I mean he was part of one of the best rushing attacks ever. And I mean, it's not just because Lamar can do whatever he wants, whatever he wants. And their offensive line was one of the best in the league. I mean, he was, he was a primary contributor to that rushing offense. I mean, obviously, you know what I mean? But, um, Mark Ingram, he, he's, he's, he's absolute, he, he's great. He's, he's fun to watch. Um, it was, he, he's, he's kind of short, um, but he's really strong he can go at it. Um, and I, I agree with you. I cannot wait to see that J.K. Dobbins, Mark Ingram, Gus Edwards in there. You know, um, it's it's going to be I mean, rushing is coming back to the NFL. You know, they say it's a passing league now, but 
Um, I don't some know of these, about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, some of these top teams, 49ers, uh, Ravens, they're rushing the ball. That's their primary way of winning. I mean, even the Titans, you know, their primary way of winning is rushing the ball. Oh, is and there someone been, on the Titans that's coming up? <laughs> oh, I, th- I think he's going to be uh, quite a bit higher. But um, uh, yeah, so the. the they say it's a passing league, but um, this the rushing attacks. It's there's kind of a renaissance right now of running backs and and running in this league, and I, th- I think it's it's a great time for it. Hell yeah! It's uh, really fun to see. Um, but then I'll I'll bring up my number ten, the uh, the now Denver Bronco um, Melvin Gordon. Um, you can also throw Philip Lindsay in here as this, the 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 combo, but um, I'm kind of ranking him more individually. But um, I got Melvin Gordon here at ten. Um, I, I do think he's the better back when it came to the Chargers' backfield, but um, they ended up deciding not to give him that long-term extension. Um, he's he's a really good back, but um, I do I do think some of these backs I have higher are just a little bit better. Um, but I am excited to see what he can do in this offense with just weapons up the wazoo. You know, there's there's so many weapons here: wide receivers, Philip Lindsay, Drew Locks, primed for a big second year. Like it, it so seems excited. weird to. It seems weird to say this, but like I can't think of a much better place for a young quarterback right now than Denver. You know, just all, yeah. everything he has to work with. Um, it's it's going to be it's they're just going to be absolute shootouts in the AFC West next year, and I am absolutely here for it. And I cannot wait to feast my eyes, eating some wings, um, and just watching these shootouts unfold. Um, it's going to be a really awesome time. But yeah, Melvin Gordon at ten in that Denver Broncos Vic Fangio led offense. Yeah, I have Lindsey and Gordon together. Pretty much mm-hmm. my rankings were just running back. Rooms. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So I've definitely got them higher. And number 10 really hurts me a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, as a fan of football, but also a fan of Georgia football. Mm-hmm. And I really hope that his knees are good, but I'm having Todd Gurley at number 10. Yeah. And really my only rationale is I don't think Todd Gurley is going to be back to being Todd Gurley. As much as that pains me to say, I mean, those knees are jacked up. And there's no reason that the Rams would have gotten rid of him if they didn't see something that would have made them think otherwise. And right. I know Todd Gurley's young. I think he's 25, 26, somewhere in there. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, the He's fact that the Rams just signed him to that huge deal and then cut him just after that um, speaks volumes about where he is in his career, and um, it really, it really sucks. But I think going forward, and this is kind of what that list is: is going into this season, um, right? Is what these rankings are, and I definitely think Todd Gurley's a top ten, but just barely pushing that, just. Because something's definitely wrong with his knees. And uh, when he's Todd Gurley, he's one or two. But I don't yeah. know if we're going to see Todd Gurley again. Right, right. I I definitely feel you there. It's it's really hard to see those those electric years he had in, in uh, 2017 and 2018. They were, they were truly insane. Um, just they're, they're so fun to watch. Um, just as a fan, you know. But um, even, even with this... Um, even with his knees, this is actually, by the way, who I have for number nine. I have Todd Gurley here, oh, okay. so um, we're pretty close. So we'll just continue on him a little bit. But um, yeah, 
I mean, even I mean, his knees are obviously almost gone. But um, even with that, he still had 14 touchdowns last year. Um, yeah. He was he was he was still the prime part of that. Um, I mean, him and Cooper Cup were the prime parts of that anemic Rams team that suddenly just had the worst Super Bowl hangover I've ever seen, other than I guess the Falcons. <laughs> I'll say. But um, yeah, they, they was, it was something a little odd to see. Um, but. He still had 14 touchdowns. That's that's good for you know top five in the league. Even even as that, and his yards were way down as normal. But um, he can still score. Um, he can he can still play, and um, he'll he'll be joining an Atlanta Falcons team that's in that you know they're looking for another really solid running back um, after losing Devontae Freeman um, to free agency. Um, but they're they're going to get a really good player here. I mean, I, I still think he he can put up some st- he can put up some numbers. Um, they're building an offensive line there that's looking to be really solid. Um, I think one of the reasons the offense in L.A. took such a step back last year was because their right side was a bit worse than it had been the year before. They had they had some rookies in there. They had some new players that just, I don't think, knew the scheme as well. But um, they're, they're building an offensive line that's going to be staying around for a little while there in Atlanta. They had two first-round picks a couple years ago. Um, and it's I think it's something Todd Gurley will work well with. He's playing with a better quarterback and Matt Ryan. Um, so I, I definitely think he could be primed to, you know, keep up his pace from last season. But I, I would agree. He's, he's still a top 10 running back. I would oh, say. yeah. 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 My number nine is maybe low. But for me, I have Joe Mixon at number nine. Yeah. He, he, yep. Yep. He was my number eight. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think that Joe Mixon is maybe even underrated. I might mm-hmm. go as far as I saying. Would, I would and, lean that way too, man. And I wanted to put him higher, but I mean, these top, these next like top eight, nine running backs are just so damn good. Yeah. That I haven't seen enough tape of Joe Mixon to really know if he can push some of those other guys down. But over the past couple of seasons, he's definitely far surpassed a thousand yards uh 1168 last season and then 1137 this season mm-hmm. um he has 17 touchdowns over the past three years didn't yeah. even start um until like halfway through the season his rookie year so who knows where he would have been at had he started that first half of the season right. so um definitely underrated joe mixon and I, I feel like now that we've got Joe Burrow over there, I'm going to start watching some more Cincinnati Bengals games. So oh, yeah. I guarantee you that next year I might have sing a different tune about Joe Mixon. Right, yeah. Um, I feel you. He's he's coming up here right for me as well. Um, he I have him at eight, but to be honest, I'm more um, – I have Dalvin Cook right there at seven coming up right before, uh, right before Joe Mixon. But to be honest, um, like just – I mean – Joe Mixon, he's a, he's a great threat to catch, catch the ball at the backfield too. Um, but just because of Dalvin Cook's injury history, to be honest, I have them about tied for number seven. Um, it was it was really hard for me to pick who I wanted to go where. You know, Dalvin Cook. Don't get me wrong, he's he's an amazing talent. You know, last season he finally kind of staved off the injuries for the most part, um, and he he was healthy for about fourteen games, and he really put together an outstanding season last year. Um, but Joe Mixon, you know, he's he's kind of been the the picture of consistency for running backs um, over at least the last two years. Um, he's he's done great things there in Cincinnati, and on a bad Cincinnati team, he was still able to put up really solid, even good 
to great numbers. Um, so I yeah I got I'm just gonna put eight and seven Joe Mixon Dalvin Cook tied. So um, what what's your what's your next on this list? My next on this list was also Dalvin Cook uh, for Solid. my number for my number eight was okay. Dalvin Cook. So um, pretty much just the same things. Um, this last season was the first season that he's been healthy for pretty much the whole season. Mm-hmm. And but prior to that, I mean, he'd only played I think like half a season each time, or was he out all of last like all of twenty eighteen? No, he missed about I think he missed like six games, five okay. games or so. But um, he yeah. it, it definitely took a toll on his on his playing, you know. Yeah, sure. and but every time up to that, I had him in fantasy a couple different times, and mm-hmm. he's incredible until he gets hurt. But this last season, we were able to see what he can do when he plays the whole season and it's great things 1135 yards and 13 touchdowns is mm-hmm. pretty damn good so yeah. another um, 500 receiving the boot you know yeah he's impressive i mean yeah dalvin cook's really good um definitely has outshone um leonard fournette i would mm-hmm. say yeah who was picked well before dalvin yeah. cook and i think that um we should expect really good things from Dalvin Cook moving forward. I think he can finally get over this injury bug that he's had for the past couple seasons. And then I guess I'll move to my number seven here, which is the running back stable of Philip Lindsay and Melvin mm-hmm. Gordon. Solid. So, um, kind of averaging out both of those guys, Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon. I think that this is easily one of the most dangerous, uh, the most dangerous running back room in the NFL because yeah. there are no other double running backs on the midst list moving forward. Um, Philip Lindsay, a fantastic running back. And then you just add Melvin Gordon into that. I mean, there is not a single duo in the NFL that can do what these guys are doing. Um, Cause even when you look, you know, Mark Ingram, JK Dobbins, one of them's clearly the starter. Um, Mostert and Coleman, both of them are good, and together they make a really good backfield. But here you've got two legitimate starters that are going to be splitting time. And, uh, yeah, like you said earlier, Drew Locke is just in the best position for any young quarterback. And if he doesn't succeed somehow, then something's wrong. Mm-hmm. So. I, I absolutely feel, you know, um, it's – their, their their tandem is it's it's really crazy. Um, the I guess the only tandem I could see rivaling it. Who I mean I didn't I don't have as a tandem on here, but if uh, if Kareem Hunt starts playing again with Nick Chubb, if it's oh, if it's a consistent oh, yeah. split time, you know. But mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt, I mean, we, I don't really know if he's if he's playing that much. You know, it's it's one of those things. It's 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 up in the air still, I guess. Um, but yeah, Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon. We've 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 sang their phrases a lot, but um, they're they're pretty crazy. Um, but, um, next up on my list, uh, this was, this was tough for me to know who to put here. Um, there, the, I mean, I had my top three, they were squared away almost instantly. Um, but this, this might be controversial to have him this low, but I have Alvin Kamara here at six. Okay. Um, that, that might be a tad controversial and maybe I'm a bit too high on Saquon Barkley. Um, but I have Alvin Kamara at six. Um, obviously, he's, he's okay, cool. But obviously, he, he's just an absolutely amazing running back. He's a great receiving back, um, part of that amazing Saints offense. Um, 
he had a he had a, a bit of a, a what I don't want to call it a down year because it was still a great year, obviously. But um, after Mark Ingram left in free agency, you know his stats were down just a bit as they had been before. Um, I mean, having that tandem of two amazing running backs is obviously going to help one of them out a little bit more. Um, so having Mark Ingram leave, it brought his stats down just a tad, which is, it, it, it's like that. But he was still an outstanding running back, um, still a home run hitter for Drew Brees. Um, and they, they're they're happy to have him in New Orleans. But yeah, Alvin Kamara right there at number six. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I honestly thought it maybe it was a little bit too low for me to have Alvin right. Kamara at number six. All right, so but, we're on the right track. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a down year. Um, I think if we'd done this last year, that he probably would have been four, three or yeah. four maybe. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, Alvin Kamara, a little bit of a down year, around 700 yards rushing and I think five or so TDs, three, TD, three TDs, on the, five TDs, yeah. So around 800 yards, five TDs on the ground, and I don't have the receiving stats, but I'm sure he had some good stats over there too. Mm-hmm. But definitely not what it was the year prior. But I also want to shed some light on Latavius Murray there in the New yeah. Orleans backfield. Latavius Murray's no slouch, man. Um, right. I really like watching Latavius Murray do work. And Murray had 637 yards and five touchdowns as well. So the backfield there in New Orleans definitely took a hit from what it was in 2018. But that 2019 backfield wasn't bad either. But when you compare it just to what Ingram and Kamara were able to accomplish, yeah, it looks a lot worse. Um, but yeah, I heard some people saying that Kamara was, you know, like a flash in the pan kind of guy. And I just, I don't see that happening at all. He's yeah. definitely going to bounce back with Drew Brees um, being back at the helm full time. So good things from Al Kamara, but just not quite enough to get him into the top five this season. Right. I mean, yeah, I, I, I absolutely um, wouldn't say that he's a flash in the pan. You know, I think those people are being a bit too reactionary. I mean, he, he's put up 4,500 yards from scrimmage and almost 40 touchdowns in three seasons. You know, that's that that means something. You know, it, it means he's a pretty freaking good running back. He was offensive rookie of the year in 2017. Um, but he's yeah, he I think he'll absolutely, you know, amp up his He'll amp up his totals next year. I'm almost positive. You know, he three-time Pro Bowler. He's he's a good he's a good player, and um, he's he's gonna get back to those insane seasons he was having his first few years in the league. I'm sure. Um, but then up here at number five, I have um, who I have I have the Browns running back Nick Chubb right here at number five, coming into his third year in the league. Um, really, really solid player. Uh, he's, he's, he's really fun to watch now. I'm sure he's cemented himself as the better Georgia running back of the tandem. Now, when it comes to who, who's going to end up being better in the league, um, Nick, Nick Chubb's kind of taken Sony Michelle, you know, it's, it was, it was toss up as to who it would be, I think, but Nick Chubb has really shown, um, how great of a player he could be. Um, his stats would have been off the charts if Freddie Kitchens was not at the helm. I'm sure, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, he, uh, I'm going to be honest, you know, he, his, he got hindered a little bit by that by Freddie Kitchens. I really do think that. But um, even with that, he put up an outstanding year. Um, he, he was, I think, he should have been on an All Pro team. Um, but he had a really good year. So that's that's my number five pick, Nick Chubb. Yeah, um, Nick Chubb was also my number five. Ooh, so, wow, this, this is a much less spicy than previous ones. I really wanted to homer it with Nick Chubb. I mm-hmm. I love Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb was my pick 
for being the best running back out of these two when they were both coming out of college. Having watched them both, I really thought that you know Nick Chubb was going to be the better fit for an NFL team. Um, Michelle also struggles with some injuries here and there, so that's why I thought Nick Chubb was just going to ball out in the NFL. And so far, yeah, he has. And you know, uh, his rookie year, he only started nine games and still almost hit a thousand yards. So uh, I'm definitely with you on the. Freddie Kitchens really limited what that Browns offense was able to do, but Nick Chubb balled out with almost 1,500 yards, eight touchdowns, and has, was a, just the workhorse of that offense and was one of the few things that really ended up being consistent on that offense. And I'm really looking forward to see what he does in his third season and his second as the you know full-time starter. Yeah, he's he's an absolute superstar. Um, it's it's so awesome to see the Browns, you know, put get some pieces together with just finally making this really awesome team. Um, it, it's I think it's really exciting to see just just for football in general. It's like it's like little brother finally starts picking on the bully instead of getting picked on by him. It's it's finally happening. Um, so I think it's really cool to see the Browns kind of put some stuff together here, put pieces in place. But um, here at number four, we have the um, twenty eight. 18 offensive rookie of the year Saquon Barkley New York Giant um this dude I mean he's he's absolutely crazy the Penn State product um he he had an absolutely electrifying rookie campaign back in 2018 um he had a he sustained a couple some injury problems this last year he missed a few games nothing too major um but I mean the, the offense took a bit of a step back this year with a rookie quarterback um some offensive line woes some some questions as to who Pat the wide Sherman receivers holes. were going to be. Yeah, right, right, right. So, um, but now there's a new judge in town. Haha, <laughs> get it? Huh. Joe Judge, head coach. Um, but now you got Joe Judge, um, special teams ace, lead heading up that team. Um, but I think the Daniel Jones Saquon Barkley pairing is going to be something that, um, while seeming unconventional, I do like what I see from Daniel Jones. I think David Gettleman probably made the right calls. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of time before you can tell that, but Saquon Barkley is easily a top, top four running back in my opinion in this league. Um, you can catch, you can run, you can pass block, you can really do it all. Um, so that's who I have at number four, Saquon Barkley. Sure. Um, I have to admit that, uh, I may be homered Barkley a little bit. Hey, that's that's totally fair. He's if but, he's your number uh, one, I do not blame you. Like yeah, it's one freaking Barkley. Like Barkley's my you. guy. Um, yeah, I don't I don't blame you, man. I absolutely love watching Saquon Barkley, but my number four is Ezekiel Elliott. Okay. Um, uh, and there's nothing that you can't say about Zeke. Um, the guy's ridiculous. The last year, thirteen hundred fifty-seven yards, twelve touchdowns, um, which actually kind of surprised me a little bit because it was um i just had this vision that zeke wasn't as good last year in my yeah. head and that was actually his third best season out right. of four but um his second most touchdowns that he's had in a season so yeah. that was a little bit of a surprise to me when i saw that but the saying he's number four is not saying that ezekiel Elliott is bad by any means um, I mean, the guy is one of the best running backs in the league. He can do it all. Um, just for a guy as small as he is, that guy just plays like he's so much bigger. 
and mm-hmm. uh, some of the things that he can do um, are just generational and that's what he was touted as coming out of college and he's definitely lived up to it and hopefully him and deck have sustained success throughout the rest of their careers yeah absolutely it's uh he's he's quite the player i got him a scotch hire um a couple i got him a scotch hire here I'll, I'll i'll do my my spiel about him in just a just a few minutes here but number three um we have the tractor the my favorite titans player close uh, i'd say he's my favorite um number 22 el tractor cito mr derrick henry um who absolutely willed i mean don't get me wrong Tannehill was great too but he he ran this titans team to the afc championship um we all hopped on his back and um he he followed the ball that ryan Tannehill was throwing like a rabbit and a carrot but um derrick henry he's he he can just do it man he i I don't know what to say about him um i just just thinking about it makes me smile um i love derrick henry his outside runs are just one of the some of the best in the league um he has a he has a continuingly great offensive line especially on the left side anchored by Lawan and saffold the third um and he can always get those yards his stiff arm is an iron bar that can only be he can only that only ends when he is knocked out of bounds. Um, his number one fullback is Earl Thomas, the Ravens' safety. Um, he's a great lead blocker for Derrick Henry. Um, directed the AFC divisional round, but um, I love Derrick Henry. I love everything he does. Um, I, I don't know what else to say. I just he's he's a great talent, and he's easily my number three running back in the league. Um, that's Derrick Henry, my my pride and joy. Yes, sir. I've got Henry just one spot above that. So my number That's three right. is Saquon Barkley. Okay, yeah. Um, pretty much everything you said, man. Um, just a little bit of a down year. But I think a lot of that was just because the situation that was going on over there in New York. Uh, Pat Shermer was terrible. Um, Daniel Jones <laughs> was having some growing pains. Um, none of the receivers were really working out there um, the way that – the Giants would have hoped for. That right. offensive line is horrible. Um, Saquon was injured for three games, which if you look at his stats-wise, he was averaging about 77 yards a game. So just, you know, add about 200 more yards, and he's really close to what he had just the year before. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, uh, Saquon came out of college as a surefire hit, and he has proved that he was worth as early as the Giants picked him. And uh, he's got serious potential to be an all-time great running back. And I really hope that he does. And just because when you when we think of running backs, we don't really think of generational running backs anymore. So I really hope that we see Saquon Barkley be one of those early first-round running backs, him and Zeke, I guess, one of those really early first-round running backs that finally, you know, lives up to that hype and becomes one of those all-time running backs that tops Emmitt Smith, Barry Sanders, Walter Payton, one of those guys. So love Saquon Barkley. Um, He's just just so fun to watch, and there's not really much else I can say that hasn't been said about Saquon Barkley, not to mention that he's really good out of the backfield. Oh, yeah. So, um, doubt. just such a do it all, but um, not quite enough compared to these other two guys. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, I, I, I totally feel you, everything you've said about Gorilla Barkley. And it's, it's, it's funny, you know, they say, you know, don't spend high picks on running backs, but three of the top four backs here, you know, these true difference makers for their teams, they're all highly drafted guys, you know, um, all, all within at least the first eight picks um, of the round. So it, you know, these true difference makers, you know, they're, they're the Biffs kind of like Leonard Fournette. I wouldn't say he's been a total bust, but not up to his draft billing. But, right. you know, most of these guys, if they really are generational talents and they're getting drafted this high, they've been worth it lately. Um, but uh, leading up here at number two, I have um, COVID patient zero for the NFL himself, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, <laughs> but um, I love Ezekiel Elliott. Um, he's had he's had a really awesome career so far. You know, um, he he's put up he's put up seven thousand yards from scrimmage in four Freaking years. Freaking nuts! That's crazy. Um, and and he has there's no semblance of him slowing down anytime soon. Um, he 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 makes that Dallas offense run. All roads go through Zeke, and um, I, I have him just a scotch higher than Derrick Henry. Well, I I think Derrick Henry is the best pure runner in this league. When it just a pure running back, um, the the two guys who I do have higher, they're more do it all backs, um, in my opinion. Uh, you know, because Derrick Henry can't really pass block. His catching leaves something to be desired. Um, so that's why that's why I left him my 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 guy at three. But Zeke Zeke Elliott, you know, he can absolutely do anything you want him to. You know, he'll he'll run the ball exceedingly well. He'll catch the ball and take take it seven yards every time. You know, he's he's solid. Um, and his pass blocking is he's probably the best pass block uh, or the best blocking running back in the league. Um, because he he just he's like another he's almost he's like a tight end for that team. Um, he can he can block some of the some of the best uh, you know edge threats whatever that's going on um, in the NFC East. You know um, he's he's a really good all around player. Um, and the only reason he's not number one on my list is because um, there's someone else that I think is better. Um, but Zeke Elliott right here at number two for me. Um, Dallas Cowboys. There, there's something about them in running backs. And interesting stat also I saw today, his his the beginning of his career has um, lined up quite um, comparably to Emmett Smith's. So um, that's always really dope. So Zeke Elliott right here at number two. Hopefully he can recover from Corona so he can continue on his rampage in the NFC East. My number two is King Henry. That's right. Um King Henry, I mean, you already said everything that we can, man. The guy is just a pure running back. That yeah. is what he does. I can't think of what the segment on Good Morning Football is where Kyle Brandt will just talk about, you know, guys just running over people all the time. I mean, that's Derrick Henry, man. He's He always right. makes that week <laughs> in, week out. I mean, this guy is a power back. He is a throwback to guys like Thurman Thomas, Earl Campbell, and – just it's so much fun to watch a running back in the NFL. As a Bears fan, um, I don't see quarterback play very often. So just I've grown up watching running backs. You know Thomas Jones, Matt Forte, um, Anthony Thomas. I mean I love just really good running backs. And Derrick Henry is a prime example that the running back is not dead, and mm-hmm. you can win games with having a run first offense and um i don't think the titans are anywhere near where they were without derrick henry and um unfortunately there is just one guy that is ahead of derrick henry and i 
pretty sure we have the same one. There's no way we don't. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's not it's 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 Mr. Panther himself. He is he is the new Panther, Mr. Christian McCaffrey. Um, just 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 an amazing running back. Um, he's. <laughs> He's almost a better receiver than he is a running back, you know. He he does it all. He's 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 outstanding. He did he made amazing things happen um, on that pretty bad Panthers team with uh, the undrafted Houston quarterback, the Cougar uh, Kyle Allen, go Cougs. But um, it's it's crazy what they were what he was able to do, and it's it's truly insane to me how um, any other season he absolutely would have been the offensive player of the year. Truly, without a doubt. But just this season, Michael Thomas has to go and shatter the receptions record. And um, he doesn't get to have it. Um, But Christian McCaffrey, he had two, not one, but two all-pro spots. Um, He's he's, he's, he's do it all. He he catches the ball just as well as he runs the ball. And that's something that is so sought after in today's league. Um, And I, I can't wait to see what he can do with Teddy Bridgewater. It's like what Teddy could do with Alvin Kamara. It's that, but ramped up another five levels with Christian McCaffrey. Um, but I, I've, I've sung his phrases a lot. What do you got to say about him, Alex? Come on. Uh, let's see. Christian McCaffrey is everything that Matt Forte was, but even better. And mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey is my favorite running back in the league, and it's not even close. I mean, 1,387 yards this season, 15 touchdowns on the ground, 1,005 receiving yards, four touchdowns. I mean, Jesus, this guy is... Uh, he's a machine and just watching him is amazing and the guy is just jacked man whenever i see pictures of him he's uh just this hulking mass of muscle and he's a brick wall he's an elusive brick wall and he can do anything that you ask of him i'm sure he could play quarterback too Um, right I mean, he's freaking amazing. And, yeah, now that he has Teddy Bridgewater, um, who's a dink and dunk quarterback, um, who's just going to be looking for McCaffrey out of the backfield or looking for McCaffrey in the slot, um, it's a match made in heaven for both of those guys. So um, I'm so excited to see what McCaffrey does. And I was a big fan of McCaffrey coming out of college. But not a lot of people were sleeping on him coming out of college. But um, he has definitely shown that he was not to be slept on. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm real happy the Jags passed on him because I would hate to have him in the AFC South. Oh, geez. And, you know, we were just gushing over the stats that Zeke Elliott has put up in four years. But uh, there's there's almost absolutely no way McCaffrey does not surpass that this next year um in his fourth season you know he the last two seasons he was averaging about 2150 2150 yards from scrimmage which is outlandish um if he even puts up if he puts up 1500 yards next year he's passing Zeke Elliott um but he he is just an outstanding running back um he's making his dad proud I'm very sure um the whole family's just incredibly athletic but um, yeah, those, those those are our top fifteen running backs, and um, not not as much controversy here as maybe some of our other lists. Um, but I mean, it's 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 hard to go wrong with some of these amazing running backs in today's NFL. You know, there's there's a lot of people doing a lot of really good things on these teams. So um, this this was a blast. I, I I love talking and just gushing about great football players. There's there's nothing more fun, if I'm being honest. 
Yeah, um, I definitely agree. Uh, surprisingly, very similar lists. Yeah. So I think <laughs> just close. around like 7 and 10, it got a little bit different there. But overall, really solid lists here for both of us. And looking forward, we'll probably be starting to move to defense, which is going to be exciting. That's yeah. where I really like to talk. I'm a Bears fan. I love defense. <laughs> Um, just the nasty guys up front. And so I'm looking really forward to getting into defense. Um, so many fantastic defensive players that, um, just like these running backs here that I can just gush about. So I'm looking really forward to doing that. Um, for those of you that don't know, we have started some social media presence. We are now on Facebook. You can find us at not normal football. We have a Twitter, I believe. And we also have YouTube. Both of those are not normal football. For the YouTube channel, we'll probably just be uploading these podcasts up to there just with like a graphic or something. But on Facebook, maybe we'll have some fun little polls, see what you guys are wanting to do for us. Um, yeah, make sure to just to comment on posts, share them, like them. Um, and then if you have any questions for us, we maybe might open the floor up for some fan questions too. Just shoot us a message at Not Number Football on Facebook. And yeah, I'm looking really forward to getting going on some defense. And I think we should maybe touch a little bit on this as well. Patrick yeah. Mahomes got paid. He got paid big time today, Alex. Um, he uh, we, were, we were texting about our uh, our list a little bit earlier today, um, talking about who maybe we were leaving out and stuff. And then Alex, I um, Alex texted me, and he said. Mahomes just got a 10-year contract, and I'm like, yeah. what? And I was I was confused because you know I got I got the tweet notifications on for all my all my you know I got for Rapoport for for Palacero, for for all of those top NFL insider guys, and um, I was like, why am I not getting notifications? And I remember I scheduled my iPhone downtime for one to five, so I don't get to be on it, I don't get to see anything. Um, so I turned that off real quick. I hopped on Twitter, and um, it was blowing up. Ten, yeah. 10-year deal, 10-year extension. Um, worth up to $500 million um, with $450 million base, $141 million guaranteed injury. Freaking um, nuts. It's it's insane. He, we said he was going to reset the quarterback market, and he indeed did. He reset um, the athletic market. Holy – the He's highest – highest paid athlete in the world. Ever. Oh, my – it's it's insane. Um, and – it's it's going to be crazy. He'll be 37. No, wait, that's not right. Um, it'll be it'll be 20. What was the what was the stat? No, he'll be like super old by the time his contract expires. Um, he'll be like 36 because it's a 12 year contract now. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy. Um, 2031. I uh, I can't wait to see what Deshaun Watson gets and um, what Dak Prescott goes up for. Um, really happy that the Titans locked down Tannehill for uh, a whole lot less than that. For four years, hopefully he can play pretty well because I these young quarterbacks are going to be um, breaking the bank, um, yeah, a lot. So that, that it's crazy, it's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Mahomes, no one deserves it. Dollar man. more than Patrick Mahomes. Man. Oh, absolutely correct. I I give him every penny. You know, unload the Brinks truck because he he secured the bag. The next eight generations of Mahomes are taken care of, no doubt. Yep. So with that, did you have anything else to say for us, Russell? 
Absolutely not. Um, it's been a really great podcast here tonight. I'm excited to dive into defense, whatever we may start with, whether it be edge rushers, defensive backs, linebackers, whatever we get going with. Um, I'm really excited to start talking about it. Um, we'll maybe be covering a few more news items now that we're uh, kicking back up. Um, you know, there might be some some news about OTAs in the coming months, um, training camp, everything. So um, those should be kicking off here at the end of July. We'll see how those if those are really going to happen because of um, the state of the world, um, or at least the United States in particular. But yeah, so um, we'll we'll see what's going on there in the coming months. We'll start um, throwing out a few more pieces of news like we did today with the Mahomes deal. But um, I'm excited to get back uh, into the defense, start talking about it, see what we're going to do here. So um, thank you all so much for listening to Not A Normal Football Podcast. Um, I'm Russell and with Alex, we're signing off for tonight. Hope everyone stays safe and peace. Peace.